But Romans chapter 1, for the past couple weeks, I have heard a statement told to me, uh, our world, the world has gone crazy. Our nation has gone crazy. I've heard that for two or three weeks. I've listened to that and probably said it myself. And I want to preach this morning on why the world has gone crazy. So let's stand our feet if we would this morning. I want to look. Now I'm not going to preach all up this morning. There's no way I can't uh, get it all in, and we're not even going to try unless y'all want to be here for about two hours. Paul Henry says if we'll if we'll stay for two hours and not come back tonight, he might be willing to do that. Uh, but you know about this preacher, we're going to want to come back tonight too. So, well, let's look in Romans chapter one and verse fifteen. The Bible says, ain't it good to be here today? Say amen. It is. It is a wonderful joy uh, to be here. Boy, I appreciate the singing. I appreciate the Lord. I really do. He's been so good to us. But let's begin to read. Romans chapter 1 and verse 15. So as much as in me uh, is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, that is, it is written, the just shall live by faith. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has showed it unto them. For the invisible things of Him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because that, when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools." And change the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like the corruptible man and the birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore, let me tell you this, God is not a creeping thing. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies uh, between themselves who changed the truth of God into a lie and worship and serve the creature more than the Creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause God gave them up into vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust one toward another, men with men working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves the recompense of their error which was meet. And even as they did not, even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affections, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death. Not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. And be seated this morning. 
Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning thanking you one more time for the grace and mercy that you've given us to stand. And Lord, it's the preaching hour and it's preaching time. And so we certainly need help. Lord, I beg of you from heaven today that you would just come down and just uh, help us to preach. I pray you'd guard our mind and our thoughts. And uh, Lord, I pray that you'd hinder Satan from this service. We do thank you for the singing. We thank you for the special singing. And I pray, folks, God, a blessing. But Lord, as we look into your word, I pray that if there's somebody here lost, that they'd get saved. And if there's somebody here that needs help, I pray they'd find help in you. But Lord, as we look at this message, I pray you'd help us today. For we certainly need you. Thank you for the word of God that you've given us that's going to live and abide forever. And that you've given it to us that we can read and study in the Holy Spirit to help us to know what it says. And we thank you this morning for helping us. We'll give you the glory for it all. Set that sinner to your tale for all these things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. As I said at the beginning of this, uh, it seems though that the world uh, is going crazy. And when I look at, at Romans 1, I, I believe we can find uh, it, all, of, if not part of it, at least all of uh, the problem that's in the world today. Now notice in the scripture that I started with after uh, the Apostle Paul talks about his journey and uh, he's trying to get to Rome. And, uh, he tells them that in verse 13. He said, I purpose uh, to come to you but was led hither too. Uh, and he says when, when I get there in verse 15, uh, he says, I'm ready to preach the gospel uh, uh, at Rome, the death, the burial, uh, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm just going to be honest with you. We're missing that uh, uh, out of pulpits, and we're missing that uh, off of church pews today, uh, uh, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know what's going to save folk? The gospel. You know what makes a difference in folks' lives? Uh, the gospel. you introduce them to the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, and they get saved, uh, uh, it'll make a difference uh, uh, in their life. Amen. Hey, I'm telling you, uh, you just introduce them to the one that loved them uh, uh, and died for them. And Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Why? It is the power of God uh, unto salvation. It's not good works. Uh, uh, it's not It's not righteous or self-righteousness. Uh, uh, it's none of those things, but it's coming to the saving knowledge uh, of the Lord Jesus Christ and repenting of sin uh, and trusting Him. And He'll say, Amen. And, uh, thank God for that. <coughs> but notice after uh, He deals with um, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he says it's for everyone that believeth. Boy, thank God that's all you got to do to get saved is believe, ain't it? Amen. Believe and trust God. And boy, I'll tell you that uh, you can get saved. But then he begins to talk about uh, everything that is going to... He talks about how that the wrath of God uh, is, uh, is revealed against unrighteousness. And, uh, and, and we see the actions of man with, uh, without God and how they treated God and uh, the sin that comes along because of that uh, and then the penalty of their sin. We see all that uh, in this chapter but as we look at this and we look at our world and some people and I want to do this I want to stick my head in the sand and pretend this stuff ain't going on I want to live in, in a place I, I want to think about a time uh, when I was growing up when I, even though all this sin was probably going on not near as much and a lot of it was behind closed doors I, I would want to go back to a better time when it ain't like this I'm going to tell you the world's crazy 
I mean, you know, the word crazy literally means uh, broken or weak or feeble as applied to the body. But it means broken or, or disordered in intellect or deranged or shattered in the mind. And I'll cut to the chase this morning why people are the way they are. If you look at verse 28, he said in English they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. That's the problem. Uh, folk does not want to retain God in their knowledge. They don't want to think about God. They don't want to seek God. They don't want to hear about God. Uh, uh, they just want to live their life the way they want to live it. I begin to consider all the mass shootings that have uh, went on over all the decades and uh, all the transgender mess that's going on in the sodomites uh, uh, and why we're being overrun at the border and, uh, and it seems like nobody cares and all the political chaos that's going on in our nation today. God has a lot to say about every bit of that. Did you know that? Everything that I just mentioned, God has a lot to say about that. I went back and I studied on the mass shooting situation. Uh, you know, we, we've had mass shootings here in our nation uh, since the 1920s and probably prior to that. But if you look at them, they're very few till we get up to the 70s. What happened? What happened between 1920s and the 1960s that in 1970, when you go look it all up, that we exponentially grew in mass shootings where people were killing one another? What happened? Do you know in 1962, the Supreme Court decided to take prayer out of school? Do you know in 1963, they decided to take Bible out of school? They did not like to retain God in their knowledge. Why do you think we have to send uh, Brother Powell and some other men uh, and that into the school system now and into the judicial system uh, to teach them character out of the Bible? Well, think about it for just a second. I, I mean, listen, uh, we, we, uh, we grew, I grew up around guns. Me and Paul Henry, I mean, you've got to understand something about me and uh, Brother Paul over here. I mean, man, we grew up, we, we started running together when we were teenagers and, and just been friends all this time. But I remember we had a discussion one time. Uh, uh, you know, if we fooled around with them guns when we wasn't supposed to, that's going to beat the far out of us. Now, we, we knew that was what was going to happen. Uh, I mean, if we wasn't hunting, I mean, we're doing something we shouldn't do, uh, we're going to be in a mess. I mean, that's how it's going to be. Uh, but, but listen, and, and you see where I'm going. I'm going to try to stay off my soapbox this morning. But it's, it, it, it's a spiritual problem in people today. Amen. You can get rid of all the guns you want to get rid of. It's not going to change people. Right. And you've got to grab a hold of that. Would to God that our nation would see that today. You can give them all the self-helps, but without Christ Jesus, without the, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, it's not going to help them. It's just not going to help at all. But I believe that's why we have so many problems. They did not like to retain God in their knowledge. We go back to the Old Testament and we see that Israel is our example. Take your Bible and go to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 10. That's going to take me a minute to get started. So go to 1 Corinthians 10 with me. I want to try to lay some groundwork and get you to see some things. 1 Corinthians 10, uh, look in uh, verse 6. Uh, verse 6. After, uh, after he talks about what God had done for Israel, uh, how that he had brought them out, uh, how they did eat of the spiritual meat in verse 3, drink of the spiritual drink in verse 4, uh, out of the rock, and that rock that followed them was Christ. 
uh, and he overthrowed them in the wilderness because he was not pleased with them. And in verse 6, he said, Now these things were our examples. To the intent, we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. All right. So he says, Look, Israel, what Israel done is our example. Our example as the church, our example as a nation. Listen, you've got to understand something about our nation. God has given us more life in our nation than He's ever given anybody else. He's gave us more freedom with that light than He's ever gave any other nation uh, in the whole world uh, of history. We've got more light and more freedom to do something with that light than anybody else. Think about it for just a second. We've sent out more missionaries, uh, uh, preached the gospel more and more than anybody else ever has. And look at the shape that we're in. Go on to read right here. He said, to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. Neither be ye idolaters as were some of them, as it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. And neither let us commit fornication as some of them committed and fell in one day three and twenty thousand. Neither let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempted and were destroyed of the serpents. Neither murmur ye as some of them also murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. Now all these things happen unto them. Why? For our examples. Now that word is again. Uh, he said it's an example and they were written for what? Our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. He said I've, I've done this uh, as an example. What they've done, I've punished them, showed you what was going to happen when they forgot me, when they forsook me, when they went away from me. What was it? Uh, uh, those, those, uh, he said uh, 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 every nation that uh, uh, forsakes God is going to be turned into hell. Uh, and that's where we're headed as a nation today. Why? Because we have forsook God. I'll show you one scripture in the Old Testament and then we'll preach a little while. Jeremiah chapter 44. Jeremiah chapter 44. <coughs> Jeremiah is, by this time we're getting toward the end of the book, and man, he has preached and preached and preached. Jeremiah chapter 44. Look with me in verse 1. The word of the Lord, the word that came to Jeremiah concerning all the Jews which dwell in the land of Egypt, which dwell at Migdal and, and at Tephanes, and at Noph and in the country of Pathros. Now what they've done, God has destroyed Jerusalem at this time and they have went to Egypt. God has told them, just surrender yourself to Babylon and go down there. But they have fled to Egypt is what they've done. He said, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, you have seen all the evil that I have brought upon Jerusalem and upon the cities of Judah. And behold, this day they are a desolation and no man dwelleth therein. Because of their wickedness which they have committed to provoke me to anger, uh, in that they went to burn incense and to serve other gods whom they knew not, neither they, ye, nor your fathers. Howbeit I sent unto you all my servants, the prophets rising early or, and sending them, saying, Oh, do not this abominable thing that I hate. But they hearken not, nor incline their ear uh, to turn from their wickedness to, turn, uh, uh, to burn uh, no incense uh, uh, unto other gods. Wherefore my fury and mine anger was poured forth and was kindled in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem, and they are wasted and desolate. As at this time. And he goes on down through here and talks about what he done to bring them back and uh, try to get them to come back and uh, all the things that the destruction and the punishment uh, that has happened. And he's telling them, I'm going to do the same thing to you. And so we come to verse 15 in the same chapter. Then, after Jeremiah gets done preaching, 
After he gets done telling them the truth, destruction is coming to you too, just like what happened to Judah, uh, what happened in Jerusalem. Uh, and here's why it came, because they forsook me. Verse 15, Then all the men which knew that their wives had burned incense unto other gods, and all the women that stood by a great multitude, even all the people that dwelled in the land of Egypt in Pathros, answered Jeremiah, saying, As for the word that thou hast spoken unto us in the name of the Lord, we will not hearken unto thee. He said, you've told, us, you've told us what God, you say God says, we're not going to do it though. But notice in verse 17, but we will certainly do whatsoever thing goeth forth out of our own mouth. We're going to do what we say we're going to do. We're going to do what we want to do. And then went on to say to burn incense unto the queen of heaven and to pour out drink offerings uh, unto her as we have done. We and our fathers, our kings and our princes in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem. For then we had plenty of victuals and were well and saw no evil. Said so when we done all these things, everything went our way. But you go on and read that and when we quit, all the bad stuff. And no, God was bringing judgment. Judgment was coming whether they stopped or didn't stop. We're in a place right now, I really believe in our nation, I believe in grace, and I believe in the mercy of God, but I believe we have went far enough uh, that judgment's coming. It don't matter what we do now, judgment's coming. I mean, we have been given so much light. And, and listen, I sit at the house and, I, and, and I'm thinking about this and I'm studying I'm looking over all this for the past few weeks and I, I thought about, boy, I hope the Lord comes, five. I know I'm going to heaven. How about you? The thing about it was is he chose Israel and he loved Israel. You know, if there was ever an election in the Bible, it was in Abraham. You need to go study that right there. God chose Abraham. He just picked Abraham. But he made Israel. But he gave his son for us. Uh, I, I mean, He gave His Son for the church. Uh, he gave His Son for us so that we could get saved. Uh, and here we are. I, I mean, our nation, our nation uh, is so far from God. I mean, we're a wicked nation. Uh, and we're getting there uh, faster and faster every day. I want to look at a couple of things the book of Romans says this morning. We'll look at the rest of it tonight. God being our helper. I want you to notice something about why the world is crazy. About why our nation is crazy. Number one, they missed Him in creation. Notice what the Apostle Paul says right here and talks about uh, the Lord. Those that, hold, uh, 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 those that hold the truth in unrighteousness in verse 18. Notice it said, Because that which, which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has showed it unto them. How has God showed it unto them? Verse 20, For the invisible things of Him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Do you realize that the world has no reason to believe that there's not a God? They should believe that there's a God. I mean, they should believe that there's somebody greater than them that they should believe that there's somebody out there uh, that's going to bring judgment upon them. Why? Simply because of creation. You go look in Psalms uh, 19, and what was it? He said, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth His handiwork. 
He goes on, he goes on to say this. He said, Day unto day utter speech, and night unto night showed knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line is gone out through the earth and their words to the end of the world. In them hath he set a tabernacle for the son, which is a bridegroom coming out of his chamber and rejoiceth as a strong man to run a race. He goeth forth, uh, uh, is, uh, he, he, his going forth is from the end of the heaven uh, and his circuit under the ends of it. Uh, and there is nothing hid from the heat thereof. You know what he said? You should be able, when you look up to heaven, you should be able to see God. You should be able to see God when the sun rises in the morning and sets in the evening and has been doing that for over 6,000 years and we've not done nothing to make it stop or to make it go. It just does it. Uh, the moon comes out and reflects the sun. Uh, uh, listen, the world spins uh, uh, because God made it this way. David said in Psalms 8, When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, uh, uh, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him? He said, hey, listen, David looked up to heaven, uh, saw the creation of God, and then he looked at himself and said, I'm a miserable person. Why are you mindful of us? Think about that for just a second. You're going to tell me that you can go out there and know how a tree works uh, uh, with photosynthesis and it takes the water and uh, the sun uh, uh, and carbon dioxide and, and creates oxygen uh, uh, and, and the chlorophyll runs through it and turns green and all those things. You're going to tell me that stuff just happens. We learned all that in physical science years ago. And it is science, by the way. God said it in the order. He instituted it. And that's the way it is. And we ain't stopped it yet. We ain't made it no better. We've destroyed some things along the way. There's no doubt about that. I think we ought to take care of nature. I think we ought to take care of earth as good as we can. I do. I'm a firm believer in that. Uh, but listen, we, we're, not, we're not going to finish this thing off. By the way, it's wearing out. Did you know that? Did you know the earth is wearing out? The Bible talks about that it's going to wear out like an old garment. And it's, it's just going to fold it up. And be done with it. Go over and look in the book of Isaiah. I believe it is. Listen. The, the invisible things of God are seen in creation. His power. What did he say right here? He said God hath showed it unto them. How? He has showed his eternal power and Godhead. But yet what have we done? Man has invented another story for creation. Don't, don't, don't you all sitting in here believe Genesis chapter 1, the story of creation? I do. I believe, I believe in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. I believe God spoke it into existence. I believe God made this thing. I believe God made the stars and, and the planets out there uh, that we look up in the heavens at the night time and we see them shining back at us and, uh, and we give them names, you know. Uh, uh, but they're up there. Why? Because God made them. Why did God make them? There's a lot of people who have a lot of theories on why God made them. You may be sitting in here today and think that there's other people that live out there. I personally don't. But somebody said if there is somebody else living out there, they're smart enough not to come and bother us. Why? Because we'll teach you how to destroy yourself. They're smart enough to stay away from us. I personally don't think there's nothing else out there. I think God created what's out there so that we can look up to heaven and see His majesty and see His power and see His eternal Godhead uh, and, and, and His eternal structure 
that he's made. I'm not no scientist. Y'all know that. But I know that I can look up to heaven and I see the creation of the Lord. I know that I look on this earth, the, the, the only planet that is far enough away and close enough to the sun that we don't burn up nor freeze to death. You're going to tell me that just happened. You're going to tell me that just happened? Really? Really every other planet cannot sustain life except the one that we're on. And that just happened. You're crippled to the eye for crutches if you believe that. Man believes in the Big Bang and evolution. And even Darwin himself said that the human eye is so complex that there is no way that it evolved. Explain that. Yeah. Well, that's what they say. Creation, and, and we can talk a lot about creation, how that uh, the two easiest colors to look at, so they tell me, is green and blue, and we have green grass and blue sky. Explain that. I'm just saying. You see God when you walk out into creation. But yet the world wants to deny that God even exists. They want to deny that uh, it is Him because if they, if they admit that He was in creation, then you know what you see? You see His eternal Godhead uh, and you see His eternal power. They, they tell us that we formed out of an amoeba and we evolved over millions of years into fishes and into birds. Really? Really? You want me to believe that? I remember, I, I remember when I was a sophomore in high school in, in biology class. And, and I remember my biology teacher, cannot remember his name, but I liked him. He coached football. Who wouldn't like a biology teacher that coached football? Amen. But I remember when, when he came in there one day, he had a worksheet in his hand that was about that size. And he says, they're going to make me teach on, on evolution. And he said, we're going to do a worksheet on it. And you match up what goes where. And he said, we're going to call it done. Uh, he was a creationist. He believed that God created the world's. And he said, and if you don't want to work that worksheet, you can go stand in the hallway and it'll be okay. But you know what they're teaching kids today? In places. You know, you know what they're teaching some of them? And, and it's just not only in the public school system. This is getting taught in homes. This is getting taught in other places. You know that God didn't create this thing? That, that it just happened? That, that all of a sudden that there was an explosion took place out, out in outer space and all this stuff come into being and, 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 and over a period of time, millions and millions and millions of years, all this got made. Really? How much faith does it take to believe that in the comparison that there's a God that's set in heaven and He just spoke this thing into existence? Which one takes more faith to believe? So man misses God's what? They miss God's eternal power and Godhead. So the Bible said right here, so that they are without excuse. So when they stand before God and, and have never heard the gospel, right? And have never heard anything. Because there's going to be people die that's never heard the gospel. Now shame on us. 
You know, there's people in the United States that's never heard the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I, I was talking to a missionary the other day, and, and uh, he, he said, uh, it was either him or another missionary started going into these little villages uh, over, overseas. And, and said they, they went into a village and said they, they he, he asked a young man over there, do, do you know Jesus Christ? And he said, hold on just a minute. And he went and, and got an old, the oldest gentleman uh, in the village and brought him to this missionary. And, and, and the missionary asked, do you know Jesus Christ? He said, there is no man that lives here by that name go to the next village. They thought they were just looking for somebody by the name of Jesus Christ. They'd never heard that name before in their life. Ain't that a shame? Ain't that a shame? But even for folk that have never heard about the Lord Jesus Christ, they should be able to look up to heaven and realize that there is a creator out there that is greater than them. It should make us want to search after that creator that has created us. It should make us want to find him. I'll never forget. I believe it was uh, Brother Lou and Sister Vernus McKinney. I believe it was Brother McKinney that told this story. He said, me and my pastor, back before God put him on the mission field, he said, me and my pastor was going to visit. And he said, we come up to three trailer, uh, three, three trailer homes. And he said, my pastor just, just sat there for a minute in the car and he said, uh, he asked him there in a little bit, what are you doing? He said, I, I'm praying about which one of them trailers should go knock on the door. And, and he said, when, when we went up to that trailer, knocked on the door, the wife come to the door, opened the door. They introduced herself. She invited them in. And her husband, I believe, had their family Bible down in the floor trying to learn how to get saved. I'm going to tell you something. When a man and a woman or a boy or girl wants to get saved and they're earnest in their heart, I believe God will send you some help. And, and boy, I'm just being honest with you. I believe God will send you some help. If you seek after Him and know there's something wrong and you want to find God, I believe you can find God. Amen. I believe He has a way of sending some help. But notice, why has the world gone crazy? They have forgot Him in creation. The very simplest matter and the very simplest thing that the earth that we work that we walk on and, and the dirt that we work in and the very dust that we're made out of, God created all this. But yet man misses it today. They miss it. Notice what they done. Stay with me. Notice what they done. So after they missed God in creation, they made themselves wise. Because that in verse 21, because that when they knew God. They glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their foolish in their imaginations, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Well, we've got so many wise people today. We've got so many people that can tell you how it works, how it's supposed to work. We've got so many people uh, that, that says this is the best. And this is the best thing to do. Do you know that they're destroying children today? We mean they're destroying children. Do you know that they're, they're, they're wanting to and are in some cases uh, uh, allowing children 
who, who are not old enough, who are not old enough to buy a firearm, who are not old enough to get a tattoo, who are not old enough to join the military, who are not old enough and that to even buy, buy liquor. You know, we, we say liquor and alcohol uh, uh, meshes the mind up. And, and so we stick, we stick a, 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 an age on that. But yet they're going to let them switch genders and say that it's okay. Now think about that for just a second. They're not even of the age where they go into the drugstore and buy some cough medicine. And you're going to tell them that uh, it's their prerogative uh, to be what they want to be. You're going to go throw them in the water when, when that little girl wants to be a mermaid and take her out there and throw her in and say, I'll see you when you come back up. Really? Children ain't got no sins. They're, they're a child. They like to play. They have an active imagination. And when they get bombarded with all this stuff that people's telling them that ought to know better than to tell them this stuff, of course they're messed up. I don't blame these kids for the shape that they're in. I blame their mom and dad. I blame, I blame our government. I, I blame part. I, I just, they love people I blame. And to be honest with you, I can lay some blame at the church too. And some blame in my own life. But notice they became wise. Somewhere they knew him, but chose not to admit that. How, 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 do, you, how do you know that? Because that in verse 19, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath showed it unto them. Mm-hmm. But they turned from him. That's right. Amen. Amen. They turned from Him. They, they did not glorify Him. They professed themselves uh, to be wise uh, uh, and became fools. Now, if, if we're ever at a time, that's where we are today. I mean, that's where we are. I mean, we're in a time where, where everybody's smart. They're smarter than everybody else. They're smarter than God, if you'd let me say that. They think we're ignorant and backwoods and dumb. Because we believe in creation and because we believe that there is a God. Did you, did you know that you cannot, that, that, that a circle is still a circle? You cannot make a circle a square. You cannot make two plus two equal five. And boys can't be girls and girls can't be boys. That's right. But yet they say they can. And I don't understand that. We're crazy. Our nation has gone crazy, uh, friend, because they have missed God in creation and they have made themselves wise. Now notice what he said right here. Because that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful. God deserves glory. God deserves praise. He deserves worship. Boy, we've seen that this morning in Sunday school. You know what? You know what Gideon done after, after God let him go down there uh, to the Midianites and the Amalekites uh, and, and hear that dream and hear that interpretation of that dream? Uh, the first thing Gideon done, the Bible said, was worshiped. He worshiped. That's what he done. He worshiped God for what God had done for him. Boy, would to God that we would do that. I got a little worship. From my, Lord, from my wife there. Not, not me. She was worshiping the Lord. A uh, lady that we know, uh, they said that, uh, that, that she's probably had bone cancer. And, and uh, so we'd been praying about that. My wife had really been praying about that. She's friends with her. 
And, and she got a report back and said, ain't got a lick of bone cancer. Ain't got no cancer nowhere. Praise the Lord. Amen. It's got arthritis. And so I get a, I get a text from my wife. She wrote me a book. Amen. Amen. I don't read books. But she wrote me a book. Well, about how good the Lord was. About hearing her prayer. And she said, I know other people prayed for Miss Rosie. But, but she said, I prayed. And God heard and answered my prayer. I thought, boy, ain't that something. Boy, give the glory to the Lord. Boy, I'm telling you, when God moves and does something from you, you ought to just stop for a little while and give Him some glory and worship Him from your heart this morning. And that's what they've not done. They, they did not glorify Him. And notice right here, neither were they thankful. Is that not a sign of the last days? 2 Timothy chapter 3, This know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. Boy, Apostle Paul had it right, didn't he? It's dangerous, ain't it? You realize that as far as I've been here, and I judge everything in my life a lot of times, Brother Marvin, because I've been here 21, over 21 years. I've been here. So I judge a lot of things, what has took place in the past 21 years. You know, it's a lot more dangerous now than it was 21 years ago. It's, it's a lot more dangerous. It wasn't hardly dangerous at all back in the 80s when I was growing up. I mean, man, we'd take off on a bicycle when I was six and seven years old and ride as far as we could. And you didn't have to worry about nothing or nobody bothering you. My dad had one rule when I was growing up. One, be home before dark. That was the rule. I mean, just be home. I wish he'd have had a few more because I'm telling you, we got into some messes and some scrapes that we shouldn't have been in. If I'd had some more rules, it might have helped. I don't know. But you didn't have to worry about anything. But it is so dangerous. But he said this, No, also in the last days, perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetousness, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. And then he said this, Unthankful. He said, you know what happened to them? They did not give God the glory uh, when they seen Him for who He was, when they seen Him in the creation, uh, when, when they knew that He had an eternal Godhead and an eternal power. He said, they did not glorify Him. Nor were they thankful for what happened. Take your Bible and go to the book of Deuteronomy. I'm going to close here in a minute. I don't know what time it is. Just stay with me, okay? Go to Deuteronomy 6. Moses is getting them ready to go over into the promised land. Joshua's going to have to take them over, but Moses is getting them ready in the book of Deuteronomy. And, and he tells them to keep the Word of God. He, and this is where we fell to. Verse 6 of Deuteronomy 6. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. You get them in your heart. You've got to get them in your heart first. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and thou shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. Uh, and thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand, and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes. And thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house, and on thy gates. And it shall be when, when the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the land, which he swore unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give thee great and goodly cities which thou buildest not, and houses full of good things which thou fillest not, and wells digged, which thou diggest not, vineyards and olive trees, which thou plantest not, when thou shalt have eaten and be full. Boy, is that not where we're at as a nation? We've got everything that we could imagine. 
Got everything. Every one of you all sitting in here that is of any age at all, one of your desires, I have no doubt, was that your children would have it better than what you had it. Right. Some of you grew up hard. I mean hard and poor. I mean, I love I loved to hear my, my, my mom and dad talk. I, I mean, my mother's dad, he, he drove a school bus and, and run a sawmill. That's what he done for a living. And, and I mean, it, it was hard living with seven kids. I've running a sawmill and driving a school bus. That's what he does. That's what Jack Thornton does. But somehow they made it. Somehow they made it. And my parents wanted better for me. And don't you want better for your children? But I'm going to be honest with you. This is where we mess up at. Verse 12. Then beware lest thou forget the Lord which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. It's okay to have stuff. It's okay to want your children to have it better than what you had it. Just don't you forget God and don't you let them either. You drive it into their head. You drive it into their heart while you have them at home. You put it in them while you have the opportunity. That's what we do in Sunday school. Every Sunday morning uh, with these little ones and with these teenagers and uh, every, every one of them in between, we're trying to get it into their heart where it'll make a difference with them. I've told you a million times, I still remember what some of those ladies taught us in Sunday school. Mildred Godfrey was one of my Sunday school teachers when I wasn't much bigger than Titus. I was probably Titus's age. And Mildred Godfrey, I remember her. She's gone on to heaven now. Miss Shirley Patterson, she's gone to heaven too. My aunt, and I remember Miss Sarah, she taught us in Sunday school growing up. And I just remember what some of those ladies taught me growing up. Trying to get it in us so that it would make a difference in our life. So that it would point us to Christ that we might get saved. Some of y'all can remember the same thing. Some of you don't, but some of you can. Notice what happens right here. This is why I'm fixing the clothes. So we're, we're to praise Him and to give Him glory. So they have professed themselves to be wise. But notice they changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and the birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. So you know what they've done? Instead of trying to attain to God's level that only comes through the Lord Jesus Christ, they brought God down to their level. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's exactly... What is happening right here? They have made themselves wise. They, they, their vain imagination and their foolishness. Uh, they, they rely on worldly wisdom instead of God's wisdom. So, so you know what? You know what God done right here? God gave them also up uh, unto uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts and dishonor their own bodies between themselves. Who changed? Now here it is. Who changed the truth of God into a lie? Who worship and serve the creature more than the Creator? who's blessed forever. Amen. Verse 21 said their foolish heart was darkened. God said, okay, if that's the way you want to live, now listen to me because you're going to miss it. Because here it is. They do not see God in creation. They have made themselves wise. And you know what God done? It said right here, that, that but became vain in their, foolish, in their imaginations. And their foolish heart was darkened. God turned the light out on them. 
God said, if that's, if that's what you want to do, you can go ahead and you can go live that way. Their foolish heart was darkened. God gave them up unto uncleanness through their own love. Notice it was with their bodies. And He deals with that some more. We'll deal with that tonight. But, but you know what? They become so vain in their life and living the way they wanted to. They changed the glory of God and made Him like us or tried to make Him like us. So God just gave them up. That's what's happening today. You ever, you ever watch him perverts? On, on, I, I mean the transgender and, and the sodomites and homosexuals. They talk about God. They don't know nothing about God. Right. You can't live like that and know anything about God. Right. I mean God will save them from that sin. God will take them out of it. But He expects them to repent. Right. That means to stop doing what they're doing. Right. Amen. Amen. We've got too many people today hollering and screaming. God will accept you just like you are. He will in salvation. You come just like you are to get saved. But I'll guarantee you, when you get saved, there'll be some repentance that takes place. Why? God don't want that. God is against that. As a matter of fact, the Bible calls it an abomination. So God gave them up. They did not want to see Him for who He was, so He gave them up. God said, okay. If that's what you want to do, if you want to serve you and worship you more than you want to worship me, then go ahead. You want to ask me why the world is crazy? That's part of it right there. They have chose themselves over God. So what are we to do about it, church? What are we to do about it? We're to keep on doing what we're supposed to be doing. And that's serving Him and pointing to Him and praying. You know, I, I, I still don't want to live nowhere else. I love my nation. I love my country. And I love the people of it. And I want them to get right and get saved. But I'm telling you, the longer this thing rocks on, I'm getting more and more like John in the book of Revelation. Even so come, Lord Jesus. Because here's what I understand. It's not going to get better. Just read it. It's not 